Chapter Eight of Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Helping Himself or Grant Thornton's Ambition by Horatio Alger, Jr. Chapter Eight Grant Takes a Decisive Step grant came home a messenger of good tidings as his beaming face plainly showed his mother could hardly believe in her good fortune when grant informed her that he had sold the pearls for four hundred dollars why that will pay up all your father's debts she said and we shall once more feel independent and with a good reserve fund besides suggested grant on saturday evening he called on mr clifton and received the balance of the purchase money on monday with a little list of creditors and his pocket full of money he made a round of calls and paid up everybody including mr tudor i told you the bill would be paid mr tudor he said quietly to the grocer you mustn't feel hard on me on account of my pressing you grant said the grocer well pleased in a conciliatory tone you see i needed money to pay my bills you seem to think my father didn't mean to pay you said grant who could not so easily get over what he had considered unfriendly conduct on the part of mr tudor no i didn't of course i knew he was honest but all the same i needed the money i wish all my customers were as honest as your folks and with this grant thought it best to be contented the time might come again when they would require the forbearance of the grocer but he did not mean that it should be so if he could help it for he was more than ever resolved to give up the project of going to college the one hundred and fifty dollars which remained after paying the debts would tide them over a year but his college course would occupy four and then there would be three years more of study to fit him for entering a profession and so there would be plenty of time for the old difficulties to return if the parish would increase his father's salary by even a hundred dollars they might get along but there was such a self-complacent feeling in the village that mr thornton was liberally paid that he was well aware that there was no chance of that upon this subject he had more than one earnest conversation with his mother i should be sorry to have you leave home she said but i acknowledge the force of your reasons i shouldn't be happy at college mother responded grant if i thought you were pinched at home if you were our only child grant it would be different that is true but there are frank and mary who would suffer if i go to work i shall soon be able to help you take care of them you're a good and unselfish boy grant said his mother i don't know about that mother i'm consulting my own happiness as well as yours yet you would like to go to college if we had plenty of money not otherwise i don't want to enjoy advantages at the expense of you all your uncle godfrey will be very angry said mrs thornton thoughtfully i suppose he will and i shall be sorry for it i am grateful to him for his good intentions toward me and i have no right to expect that he'll feel as i do about this matter if he is angry i shall be sorry but i don't think it ought to influence me you must do as you decide to be best grant it is you who are most interested but suppose you make up your mind to enter upon a business career what chance have you of obtaining a place i shall call upon mr reynolds and see if he has any place for me 
who is mr reynolds asked his mother in some surprise i forgot that i didn't tell you of the gentleman whose acquaintance i made on my way up to the city he's a wall street broker his attention was drawn to me by something that he heard and he offered to help me if he could to get employment it would cost something to go to new york and after all there is no certainty that he could help you said mrs thornton cautiously and that is true mother but i think he would do something for me however grant received a summons to new york on other business mrs simpson as she called herself though she had no right to the name was brought up for trial and grant was needed as a witness of course his expenses were to be paid he resolved to take this opportunity to call at the office of mr reynolds i do not propose to speak of mrs simpson's trial i will merely say that she was found guilty of the charge upon which she had been indicted and was sentenced to a term of imprisonment when grant was released from his duties as witness he made his way to wall street or rather new street which branches out from the great financial thoroughfare and had no difficulty in finding the office of mr reynolds can i see mr reynolds he asked of a young man who was writing at a desk have you come to deliver stock if so i will take charge of it no answered grant i wish to see him personally he's at the stock exchange just at present if you will take a seat he'll be back in twenty minutes probably grant sat down and in less than the time mentioned mr reynolds entered the office the broker who had a good memory for faces at once recognized our hero ha huh, my young friend from the country he said would you like to see me when you're at leisure sir answered grant well pleased at the prompt recognition you will not have to wait long amuse yourself as well as you can for a few minutes promptness was the rule in mr reynolds office another characteristic of the broker was that he was just as polite to a boy as to his best customer and this is i am quite aware an unusual trait and therefore the more to be appreciated when we meet with it presently mr reynolds appeared at the door of his inner office and beckoned to grant to enter take a seat my young friend he said and now let me know what i can do for you when i met you in the cars said grant you invited me if i ever wanted a position to call upon you and you would see if you could help me very true i did have you made up your mind to seek a place yes sir are your parents willing you should come to new york yes sir that is my mother is willing and my father will agree to whatever she decides to be best so far so good i wouldn't engage any boy who came against his parents wishes now let me tell you you've come at a very favorable time i've had in my employ for two years the son of an old friend who has suited me in every respect but now he has to go abroad with his father for a year and i must supply his place you shall have the place if you want it nothing would suit me better said grant joyfully do you think i would be competent to fulfill the duties harry becker does not leave me for two weeks he will initiate you into your duties and if you're as quick as i think you are at learning that will be sufficient when shall i come sir next monday morning it's now thursday and that will give you time to remove to the city perhaps i'd better come saturday so as to get settled in a boarding-house before going to work could you recommend some moderate price boarding-house mr reynolds for the first week you may come to my house as my guest and that will give you a chance to look about you i live at fifty-eight west third street you'd better take it down on paper you can come at any time on monday 
and that will give you a chance to spend Sunday at home, and you need not go to work until Tuesday. Grant expressed his gratitude in suitable terms, and left the office elated at his good fortune. A surprise awaited him. At the junction of Wall and New Streets he came suddenly upon a large-sized bootblack whose face looked familiar. "'Tom Calder!' he exclaimed. "'Is that you?' End of chapter 8